Welcome to Downtown Hell. Today's guest, we have actress Renee Aranda. We sit down, we talk about her career, her life, and what inspired her to get into the business. So enjoy. You started in high school, you say, right? Uh, junior high. Junior high? So I remember, actually, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I wanted to be in color guard. Do you guys remember that oh, from the yeah. band, yeah. the Flagstaff? Because my brother did Winter Guard one year, and I thought that was just awesome. So I auditioned, but I didn't make the team. Oh. It was not so great, I guess. Uh, and my second choice was drama because my sister had taken it and said that it was fun. So I took that class in junior high, and the first time that we had a scene to do, I just remember feeling something just click inside me, and I just thought, this, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So uh, when it came time for high school, I was supposed to go to uh, a school called Chino Hills High that had just been constructed. Mm -hmm. And because of the way districts light, it's like you're supposed to go to the school closest to where you live. But I wanted to go to Ayala because they had a theater program that was just um, renowned in the mm -hmm. area. for It had been going on for decades of just awesome shows, like almost college level wow. productions so I wanted to go there and my mom had to pull a few strings to like figure out okay you really want to go there let's figure out how we can justify that with the the district because she did kind of have to make an appeal uh, but that worked and I went there for my four years um, and of high school of high school wow right? uh, how was that because it's so it's like you know how sometimes they'll show movies and it's like, oh, they're in, in a music school, but they're like young and you're like, mm -hmm. what? That doesn't look like the high school I go to, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of like that. Like it's like, it didn't, it's more based on theater, but you also have the math and the English. Like how? It wasn't quite an art school, but mm -hmm. because it had been the only high school, I think my, my city was incorporated as a city in 1991. So that was the year mm -hmm. after I was born. Wow. So it's a relatively new city. So the it was the only school in the area where everything um, was being worked on. It was like the the most cultivated school in our, in our area. Um, so they had like the the band was national sweeping every year at nationals. Oh. They were just killing it. Our sports teams dominated everywhere, like Don Lugo and other places. But uh, I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail from Don Luca fans. <laughs> but uh, Chino Hills High beat us with the football. Our football team was not that great for a while. But um, our theater program was, again, it was the only place that anybody kind of, uh, some of the other schools didn't have theater programs. Hmm. So that yeah, was silly. Um, yeah, I guess depends, huh? I, I mean, mm -hmm. my, my high school didn't have um, color guard right. until I was a senior. Right. And yeah. they like brought it in. Happens. Yeah. So I was very lucky that there was a, a place that, that we didn't even have a theater, really. The mm -hmm. Chino Hills High, the newer school, did have this amazing, like, theater with the seats that are, like, plush and, like, that red <laughs> wow. plush movie theater stuff. And they were, like, yeah. raked seating. But we had a multi-purpose room. It was just the stage that they had the choir performances on and right. public announcements. Um, it was just a um, linoleum tile floor where everyone gets seated with the stand-up chairs that you fold out. That was yeah. our theater, yeah. but it was the the program. The teacher that was in place loved it so much. Wow. He would um, himself get the students together and build the sets by hand, like construction. Wow. So we learned carpentry and uh, tech and theater, and we just got so immersed. Uh, we learned how to slate properly, which is something that as an actor you'll either do you what know. What does that mean? It's uh, when you introduce yourself. So you'll mm. you'll walk up to this mark on the floor, mm -hmm. uh, kind of centered on stage, and you say. 
Hello, my name is Renee Michelle Aranda, and I will be performing on this podcast today. So that's just the way you introduce yourself before right. you go into audition, audi- an audition or a scene. Got it. Yeah. Wow, so awesome. that's always been like, so you've connected with that early. Like, how is that? Did you bring that to your family early on and say, like, this is what I want to do? And were they fully supportive of it? Yeah, I uh, my mom, she was a singer, and she was a self-published oh, okay. singer. So she, I got to grow up, I was so lucky, so fortunate to grow up watching my mom actively pursue her, her dream career. Uh, my dad was a working dad, so he wasn't home a whole lot. Um, so as soon as she knew what any of us really wanted to do, she tried her best to just encourage that. She would say, okay, well, then you got to put the work in, and mm-hmm. these are the things that you can do. But we weren't wealthy so we weren't able like I wasn't in acting classes I didn't have workshops I was getting sent to I couldn't even get headshots or anything like that she tried it with my brother my older brother uh he actually had Shia LaBeouf's agent for a minute but then she dropped him when he started taking off Mm -hmm. Uh, but because one kid kind of said he wanted to do it and then didn't really follow through and got bored with it she learned from that and just figured no that kid's got to really prove to me that they are going to follow through with this so uh, because I was just in theater and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do film stuff quite yet. It was just she let me write it out and see. Well, wow, it's just uh, so where do you see this taking you within about three years or four years? Because I know this goes by so quick. I mean, mm-hmm. one minute you're in, you're doing this, and then next you're like, like you said, you're leading role. And where do you see it going? Honestly, I, I think the best goal to have is to just always outdo yourself. Oh, okay. So never having an endgame with my career means that I get to die doing what I love and also at the same time say that I'm always doing what I love and that I'm always successful and always succeeding because as long as I'm doing this, then I'm good. Um, I think that in three years, it will probably be kind of what's happened now where people are seeing some stuff I've been in, but I did that four or five years ago. But film takes so long to put together that the things that I've worked on are now just releasing. So it'll probably be a similar situation. Wow. Yeah, because for us, like, you know, like I told you, Pierre has always been a heavy influence over here. And when I told him, when when he had me on set, he's all like, yeah, you have to have thick skin. And a lot of people that I've had in that chair say, you have to have thick skin, but at the same time, know that this is where you want to be and this is the place to be. Like, you have to have that mindset and stuff, Mm -hmm. obviously, when. So, like, for you, whether it's an indie film or to a higher scale, like, you just want to be within the craft the rest of your life? I think so. I think uh, just storytelling in general, Uh I think is the more you get into entertainment and you see the amount of influence that you have as a content creator, what responsibility that brings is a lot. And you you can either just do it for fun and just have that be your truth, which is okay. Or you can say, no, I want to be a professional, meaning that what you put your time into, you know is going to be here when you're gone. It's going to inspire children. Uh, your friends, um, kind of make or break your parents and whatever it might be, what what you do is you're leaving a footprint. So you have to kind of have a little bit of consciousness with that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, possibly the best advice you've ever received. Possibly. <laughs> within the industry. Okay. Is it? You decide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. back and we're talking about you know obviously being in the field and 
and just trying to do this until we die. <laughs> until we die. No, but um, you've been in the craft as long as you have and then just trying to perfect it. Um, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Some of the best advice I received was uh, one time uh, at the, the academy, um, we had uh, this thing we participate in called the uh, KCT, KCACTF or the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. They come and adjudicate uh, different productions and then they select different ensembles to go compete f- further. Um, and then that year, or I had been nominated one year, but the next year they started a new award that was just honoring actors. So I ended up winning a national recognition for outstanding performance by an actor, and only two people got that award nationwide. So they flew me to Washington, D.C. And when when we were there, uh, other actors that were from these ensembles and then selected from there were competing against one another for something called the Irene Ryan. So it was really interesting experience too because I had won that national award I didn't have to compete still for this other award that they were going for so I just kind of got to observe mm-hmm. the best of the best at the American colleges competing for this thing and we we were put into these master classes at the same time so I was able to see kind of the way that everybody's heart was in it it was like you could see how badly they wanted it so much that the work was just inherent the because you want it so bad, the work is just what has to happen. And then they found a way to bring the soul and the creativity into it. And one of the classes, they had said, what you need to do once you have all that is then the application is pick a city, whatever you want to do. So be it music or theater, like New York or Los Angeles for film, what city or society has accumulated most of the work for what you say you want to do, then move there. Mm. Go there. Pick a city and then stay there. Stay there until you build the network because that's the next thing that I'm sure everybody's heard is it's all about who you know. And that's only after you've gone out and done the, the mixers and the workshops and the events and participated in content creation. So they said, pick a city, stay there, and then the average Joe, it will take seven to ten years to break into the industry. Once you're prepared for that, to accept that, that you're going to move your whole life to the city where it's happening and then grind for a decade if you're, if you're a normal person, <laughs> then it's inevitable. You will become a part of that industry. So if you're going at it with that knowledge, you're equipped with that and you're ready and you're just like, I'm still here for this. You're going to shine. Yeah, don't be like, pretty much don't be scared too to fail and stuff like that. Too. Right. I, get, I get that a lot from people that come in here. Um, what actors inspire you or people that through the years? I think that um, Meryl Streep, uh, Gary Oldman are some of my favorites. Um, Paul Giamatti and a lot of these actors are huge now. But they've been at it for quite some time. Se- so many decades. Uh, most of the huge actors that we know were child actors, and that's something we might not know. They've been acting since six or twelve. Yeah, yeah. It's just that grind. Yeah, that's true. A lot of, that's what happens to a lot of artists as well. Like they yeah. blow up, and it's like, well, you have been working for years. Yeah. It's just finally, mm-hmm. they're you know they're getting their spotlight. Yeah, that's something a lot of people say is, oh, mm-hmm. now you've like you've made it. You've- well, what that means, it's literal. You actually have to have made created it, like brought it, manifested it. And you have the energy to do this. 
for quite some time because yeah, you seemed pretty so. enthused about this whole thing. I, I'm telling you, like everybody that I've had on here are at different levels, and, and there's guys that have been here and like, yeah, man, I'm acting, I'm still here, mm-hmm. and it's like, I guess but you're like you're <laughs> okay. the first one. You're, yeah, you're the you're the first one to be like, yeah, you know, we're winning, we're going, and I love it. I love the craft. And I it's mean, like, it's hard though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's like there are times that I ask myself, is it worth all the politics and all the the hate that comes your way and that stuff is also going to happen and you have to accept that that what who am I going to be what am I going to keep with me to either encourage me to try harder uh, mm. fail like you said failure is something that I actually encourage I say yeah make those mistakes cuz it's like the the hot frying pan effect is almost the best way to gain muscle memory of never do that again cuz Okay, that didn't work. So let's try again. Yeah, let's try again. Let's try it this way, and and uh, yeah. So it's um, I think cultivating growing pains are just that's just gonna make you stronger. What's something in the industry that that you feel you could do without? You know, something would be it negative or just something that you've seen through the time. Uh, there's a layer of entitlement and secrecy that comes with a lot of the entertainment industry. It's like the whole pay your dues thing. And I don't understand that. To me, it's like you 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 may have worked to gain the knowledge, but once you have it, wouldn't you rather be in a world where everyone was like, oh, here's what I've learned. Oh, share this experience. Like, oh, try it this way or or something like that. But the whole like, oh, don't tell them they have to pay earn their, their stripes and pay their dues. It's just like you're making it harder for them to do their best in an environment that you're also standing in. So mm-hmm. if they're not doing their best because they don't know better – and you don't take the time to tell them, then other people aren't going to do that for you. So it's a similar sort of everybody's stunting the other person because they're afraid of the other person succeeding instead of realizing, just like the way that the IMDb meter works, the star meter online, there's a, it's like a graph. Just imagine a literal a net. And if you pick up one point of that net and start to rise, raise it, every other point around that also rises. And that's the same way the entertainment industry works. So if you support each other, share each other's work, everybody will start to rise together. But if you hold one down and try to lift one point, it's you're, there's only so high you can go. Wow. In other words, pave the way. Yeah. And always try to help. <laughs> for sure, because we, we ri- really rise together. And if you don't, what are you doing it for? <laughs> you know, once you're there at the top, they say it's lonely at the top, and then... You've succeeded, so you're rich and famous and whatever, and then you're alone. And is that really happiness? No. Wow. Yeah, anything yeah. coming out? Um, so in theaters right now, there's a movie called Searching uh, with John Tro and uh, Deborah Messing. So I am I make a Hollywood TV Cops cameo on that one. It's super oh, cool. small. but um, That's awesome. It, it was That's really fun. That's a thing to be so proud of, actually. Thank you. Wow. Um, so I'm an EMT in that one. And then uh, there's another movie, in a limited release called Papa. That one I have a speaking role with some of the lead characters. And I uh, just finished um, filming something for Netflix. I have a speaking role in an episode. So that, that'll be coming out sometime next year, I think. Wow, that's dope. Thank you. Any uh, social medias? Uh, yeah, I'm on, um, you can Google me at Renee Michelle Aranda, and they've got in my Google profile on the side, you'll see links to all my websites and um, inter- uh, social media platforms. But on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the handle is Ren Makara, which is the first three letters of my, my whole name. So Ren, R-E-N, Michelle, M-I-C, and Aranda, A-R-A, Ren Makara. 
thank you for coming mm-hmm. in. Of course. Like, thank this you was so like so thank cool you. just to have somebody here from like the other side and actively, actively, you know, actively doing it, you know. You know? Yeah. So thank you very much. And um, we'll be seeing you soon. Well, thanks. Thank you. See you guys. Later. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I'd like to thank our guest for today, Renee Aranda. Thank you to my engineer, Pierre Connolly, for making this song great. Uh, DJ Lala for stopping by. Always a pleasure. And make sure to check us out on Instagram at Downtown Hell Podcast and all archive episodes available on Downtown.